Pittenger. Can you see what my shirt says? A good friend of mine made it for me, and it's one of my favorites. It says, spoiler alert, the tomb was empty. Do you know what a spoiler alert is? A spoiler alert is when you're watching a movie with someone and they've seen it before and you haven't. And those stinkers tell you the ending before you get to it. Boo! That's a spoiler. Nobody likes that. Or you're reading a really fantastic book and you can't wait to find out what happens at the ending. And so you say that to your friend and guess what they do? They tell you the ending. That's not what you meant. You meant, I can't wait to finish reading this myself so I can find out what the ending is. Boo! Nobody likes a spoiler. Except for God's people. We love a spoiler because while we know that Jesus died that horrible, horrible death by being crucified, while we know all the things that he suffered for us in the crucifixion, in his time before Pontius Pilate and King Herod, we still know the end of the story. And the end of the story is that he is risen! You guys, for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years, that's been a litany that God's people have used. He is risen. And whenever anyone says that to you, you probably know the joyful response. He is risen indeed! You can even start it. You can say, he is risen. And adults, kids, doesn't matter. We all get to respond in the same joyful way. He is risen indeed. That horrible, bloody, sacrificial death of Jesus is not the end of the story. It's a spoiler alert that we love. So when we read in our lesson today that Jesus' enemies guard the tomb, we read it with a unique lens. We read it with that spoiler alert. The tomb was empty. So when you read today's story, which starts in Matthew 27, it's kind of going to hop around. Matthew chapter 27, verses 62 to 66, and then skip ahead to Matthew chapter 28, verses 2 through 4, and then to 11 through 15. That's when it starts getting really good, you guys. Anyway, that's where you're going to find our lesson today. And whenever we read any of God's word, we're looking for Jesus who is risen, just like he said. After Jesus died, his friends took his body off of the cross with permission from Pontius Pilate. Two of his friends, Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus, donated a tomb for him. I don't know if you guys have ever been to a cemetery before, but most cemeteries in the United States have places where people's bodies are buried underground. That was different back in Jesus' time. Instead, they used caves, and they put people's dead bodies in the caves. And then they used large stones to cover that entrance. Now, after Jesus was buried, and remember, he died and was buried on Friday because Saturday was the Sabbath, the day of rest. The day of rest. Jesus rested 
on that day for us, you guys. I just love this story so much. Anyway, after Jesus was buried on Friday, on Saturday, the Jewish leaders went to Pilate because they were concerned. They went to Pilate and said, that liar said that after three days, he would rise again from the dead. And if his disciples come and steal his body, then this new trick of having someone steal his body and saying that he has risen would be worse than the lie that he was the Messiah. P.S. You guys know, not a lie that he's a Messiah, not a lie that he is risen. So what they did is they asked Pilate if that tomb could be secured for three days so that they could prove once and for all that Jesus was not who he said he was, that Jesus was a liar. And so Pilate said, do whatever you need to do to make the tomb secure. He even gave them a group of Roman soldiers to guard that tomb. And so the Jews were able to take Pilate's own seal. And they had either maybe wax or clay. The Bible doesn't say what the substance was that was used. But they put that so that anyone who broke that seal, you guys, it was a capital punishment. Do you know what a capital is? No, I don't mean like my last name is Pittenger and so I have to use a capital P for my name. And no, I don't mean that the capital of Wisconsin is Madison. What capital punishment is, is punishment of death. Anybody who broke that seal, punishment is death, according to Roman law. And those soldiers had really high standards. If they fell asleep on the job, they would face horrible consequences themselves, maybe even death. And so they took their job very seriously. And so the Jewish leaders had that tomb secured, and they left. Okay, guys. So this morning I was talking to my husband. He's a pastor, and he teaches confirmation classes. That's the 7th and 8th graders. So those are the big kids. And he said, maybe it's too gross to tell 3rd and 4th graders. I said, mm, not my 3rd and 4th graders. I think they can handle a gross version. This is kind of an interesting thing to think about. Do you know what you're having for supper tonight? maybe some chicken or some pork. I took this pork out of my freezer and put it in my refrigerator to thaw so that we can eat it. Now, here's the question. Do I have to have someone guard the refrigerator to make sure that this pork doesn't get out of my refrigerator? Nope. Why not? <laughs> it's dead, right? It can't get out. Why would you need to put a guard over a tomb where someone is dead. He can't get out unless he's God, unless he can keep that promise of rising again in three days. I don't know. I don't know if those Jewish leaders were so worried that Jesus' disciples would steal him or if they were worried that God had the power to do just what he said. Either way, that Roman guard wasn't necessary for a dead person, but that Roman guard also couldn't keep Jesus 
dead. So, Saturday passed, early Sunday morning. The Bible tells us about an earthquake. And that earthquake rumbled and shook. And then an angel came. And an angel, often we make angels look kind of beautiful and lovely like that. And maybe they are beautiful and lovely, but they're also fierce warriors. They're strong and God uses them to protect his people and to do his work. Well, the Bible says that an angel appeared and those Roman soldiers were terrified. God's word says that that angel shone like lightning and his clothes was white like snow. And those poor Roman soldiers, the Bible says they fell down like dead men. They couldn't even move. And then, then that angel rolled the sealed stone away. Not to let Jesus out of the tomb, but to show that behind that sealed tomb, it was already empty. Because he is risen! Yes, he is risen indeed. You guys, he is risen. The Roman soldiers hurried back into town. They were so afraid. And they went to the Jewish leaders and they told them what had happened. What do you think the Jewish leaders did? Do you think that finally they thought, oh my goodness, we were wrong. We shouldn't have killed him. He really is the savior. I wish, I wish that's what had happened. But what God's word says is that they asked the Roman soldiers to lie and they gave them a lot of money and they asked them to tell this story. They should tell the story that they were asleep and they were asleep so soundly that Jesus' disciples snuck in, opened the tomb, stole Jesus' body and ran out. The Bible says that that story is still was still being shared at the time when Matthew wrote this gospel. And so that rumor was spread and people still unfortunately believe that lie. But remember how seriously Roman soldiers had to take their job? The Jewish leaders also said, if the governor, if Pilate finds out about this, don't worry, we'll take care of it for you. And so that's the story that those Roman soldiers told. That's the story that the Jewish leaders spread. But it was a lie. You and I, we know the truth. Yes, Jesus really did die a horrible death. Yes, we know the truth that Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus had a tomb where Jesus' body was laid. And yes, it's true that Pilate had a guard posted 
and that that tomb was sealed. So no one could get in and no one could get out. But in his word, God promises that he uses all things for the good of those who love him. And for our good, God has used the Jewish leaders trying to disprove that Jesus was real, that he was really alive, that he rose again, to be another reminder that God keeps his promises. Another assurance that nobody stole that body, that instead, when that angel came to roll the stone away, inside we see that Jesus is risen, just as he said. On the back of today's homework sheet, it says, when was the last time your family praised Jesus together outside of church? And it suggests that maybe you and your family can together sing a hymn. Hymn 152 is, I know that my Redeemer lives. Maybe some of your family has already memorized it. If not, you can grab a hymnal or you can find it online so that you can sing those words together with your family. He is risen. I know that my Redeemer lives. Our memory verse that we're going to lock away for today is found in the book of John, chapter 11, verses 25, and the first part of 26. This is what it says. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. You guys, when we see the risen Jesus, we know and we see that we're going to rise again too. That's what this verse says. Let's do it again. Ready? Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me, that's us, the one who believes in me, live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Jesus is risen. He is risen indeed. A guard couldn't stop him. Roman leaders couldn't stop him. Jewish leaders couldn't stop him. Your sin and my sin couldn't stop him. Jesus is the winner over death. Jesus is the winner over sin. And we, we get the victory in